And hello, everybody. This is Joe again with Joe's Compendium. And I know we're a little late for the new episode, but I got a lot in store. This is just only the beginning, you know. There's plenty more to come. Today, I have a friend here who I'm told is probably one of the best to talk about with movies in general. He's got a pretty good knowledge, you know. These are things that I've heard. You want to introduce yourself? Uh, Hello, I'm Coleman. And I'm a pretty big uh, nerd. <laughs> so guess is why I'm here. Yeah, that is a pretty good guess as to why you're here. So today, what we want to talk about is movies. Now, I got up onto this topic because I wanted to really touch up on uh, why book movies have been so bad. In the past few decades, we've had only, if, in my opinion, only a handful of uh, movies that translated the books in a very respectable way. Oh, yeah? Like what? Uh, for me, at least like the first parts of Harry Potter I thought was pretty decent. Um, there was one or two other ones that I don't think people even knew were books but they translated into um like okay movies like for me um the mortal instruments i don't think it like translated the books properly completely but it was a decent movie overall i liked that movie i I enjoyed it i wish it was like it got more like love than it it did you know yeah I I will I will happily say that I do not regret spending money to go see that in theaters. It was a, it was worth the ride. Oh my god, yeah, it totally was. Yes. So the first movie that I wanted to talk about this is a bone that I've been picking for God knows how long is the Percy Jackson movies. Oh my god. Oh my god. So I've been a huge fan. I was a huge fan of the book series. I read them. Yeah, like the books were great. Like Rick Riordan's a great guy. He did a really good job on those first ten books. And when I heard that the books were getting a movie, this is back when um I think the fourth one had just came out, and the fifth book was in production on its way out, and they announced that Sounds the great. first the first movie was coming out, and I was hyped. I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And then I was like, oh, yeah, the guy who directed Harry Potter is behind this. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. I've never been so let down Uh. by a movie in a long time. Like, that movie, it it was so bad. I didn't get a chance to actually fully watch. I I have to be honest. I didn't see the second one just because the first one was just so bad. Like, like, I thought, I'll give it a chance. I can't. I can't. It hurt my soul, too, because, like, the casting that they did for the second one with Nathan Fillion made perfect sense. Oh, my sense. God. Yeah. It made perfect like, sense. It's... I think some of the choices they made in the first movie was sort of better to make it more movie-like. Like, um... The casting for uh, what's the the Satyr's guy name? Uh, Grover. Grover, yeah, yeah. I thought he was fine. Like they completely changed him, his character. But I thought that was like, 
I don't know, maybe for the better. It just I think it would make a movie more fun to have a character more dynamic. I mean, yeah, like I wasn't like there were certain things that I was like I was okay with, like a lot of what the casting, what the, what they decided to do with the movie itself. It's just when you transfer over from a book to a movie, I really hope and I really, like I hope one day somebody listens to this before they make a movie <laughs> off of a book. I really hope you don't change the core story. You change oh part God. of the stories that happens all the time. It happened in Harry Potter. There were certain certain things that were a little different here and there that only people who read the books would maybe catch. Yeah. But they didn't change the overall story plot. Oh my god, like, he, not, they didn't even have, um, like, the villain was different, like, they didn't even have Kronos, they didn't have, like, anything. They're no. Like, oh yeah, Hades, a bad guy, like, he's this, he's this, this is, let's just have Persephone be, like, promiscuous, like, what was that about? Yeah, that made any sense, and it was very upsetting, honestly, like, I was hella, I, I, I was hella upset when I, when I heard about that, because, like, I heard they did a great job with the um, with the the casino, but then they turned around and didn't include like all the other gods because like the whole the whole point of the book series is like this isn't like a normal Greek mythology as what's been written beforehand. This is like modernized, and this is it felt like yeah. it felt like if they gave a writing prompt to, like, a sixth-grade class about Greek gods, and then the teacher took all the little writing prompts and shoved them all into one movie. Yep, that sounds exactly right. And it, it ruined it, because, in my opinion, if the movie did what it was supposed to, I think we'd probably be in book eight right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It should have been. It shouldn't have been a movie. It should have been, like... I know everyone always says, oh, it shouldn't have been a movie. It should have been a show so they could flesh everything out. But that would have been a really kick-ass show, like, for kids and stuff. Like, if you had, like, a long, like, you know, you could grow with the characters as they aged and, like, yep. add things in. Like, kids would have loved this. Like, Oh, yes. 100%. Like, it, it's, like, that was one of the biggest things about Harry Potter that what made it so successful. Is we literally watched them grow up with us. In the movies, albeit, but, like, we watched them grow up with us, and... The first Harry Potter movie came out when I was... I was... I, th- I'm think, I think I'm one month older than Harry Potter when the movie came out. Like, I was 11 when the first one came out. I literally grew up exact same age as Harry, you know. Yeah, and, like, that's what drew a lot of people... That's what drew a lot of kids to it, too, is, like, they... It, we all grew up with it. We wanted to see how it ended. We wanted to like watch them do their thing because they were our age. We had a we had we felt like we had a real connection to it. And a lot of the things that they did in the series, like there was some controversial stuff, but there was also they did an overall good job with it. Like the pacing wasn't terrible. The I have like no complaints about the Harry Potter movie, honestly. I think my biggest complaint is cutting peas, and that's just because I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's fine. Like, you do have to make certain sacrifices, and I'm okay with that for the overall arcing plot as long as it's done well. I mean, like, we got... Oh, my God. Wow, now that I'm trying to say his name, I forget it. Uh, We watched the transformation of 
You know who I'm trying to think of right now. Not Harry, one of the side characters. Ced- no, not Cedric. Uh, Neville? Yes, yes, Neville. Oh my god, the difference between like that first movie and like even the, like the second and third movie, I don't even think I recognized him. Yo, I swear to God, I did not recognize him. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Is that actually the same I kid? was like, who is that guy? And then someone's like, Neville. And I'm like, that's, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, though. But, like, it that that was a movie, a book-to-movie done properly. Percy Jackson did a lot of things wrong oh. with the story, which made, in my opinion, it made all the smaller choices that they decided to not do stand out more. Like, yeah. for instance, one of the biggest things that I would have been nitpick about, but I wouldn't have cared ultimately if the movie did well, was Annabeth's hair not being blonde. She was yeah. a redhead. Like, that was one of the biggest things for me, and I was like, you know what, if the movie's good, I'll be fine with it. But no, the movie was terrible, and it made it worse. Honestly, like, like I said, I haven't seen the second one, but like, honestly, I want to know what was going through their minds when like they made that first movie. Because they left so much out that, like, how were they going to tie other things in? Like, where were they going to... There were no seeds planted to, to for the, like, future of their franchise. It honestly seemed like they just didn't care, and they were just trying to pump something out. And that's and, it. Yeah, and it makes it awful, because, like, there was a lot of stuff that they could have... There was a lot in the first movie that they could have done, that they didn't do, and that it shows. But, like, the... The cavalry battle in the camp could have been done a lot better. The 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 camp situation itself was just handled so terribly, and it felt so bland and boring. Oh my god, I know. Like I like I watched about five ten minutes total. You're of that literally movie. making a fantasy like a child, not only like a literal fantasy movie, but like a child's fantasy that they go off to like basically hogwarts for camp instead of being a wizard you become a warrior yeah it's like how do you make that boring like legitimately how do you make that boring because they're in this camp and in the books for anybody who doesn't know like this is this isn't just some boring like oh yeah tag no no they're pulling out cannons like giant mechanized things like they're traps in the woods like going all out yeah, and, it's like Battle Royale needs some sort of like, I don't know, awesome video game. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was a great read. And then like you get to the movie and the movie's just like what what was that? And then the camp and then the cabin situation in the movie, that is what really irked me. That's like around the time when I really stopped watching because they didn't catch like that was a very big like plot point was that there was a whole bunch of kids in the Hermes cabin because none of the gods are responsible (laughs) and all the camps all the cabins were on land none of the cabins were like separated there was no cabin in the middle of the ocean or the lake or whatever it was they were all set up in it was a horseshoe and that was like another o to greet it's there there was just a lot of small things that just did not go well and (sighs) it, it ruined the movie but that was one of the first movies that um I watched and I was like, this is a terrible movie that just disgraced the book. And I still to this day don't understand how they were able to get to the second movie, how they got the funding or anything like that. I can't believe they did. Like, it just seems preposterous. Like, 
who were they making that movie for? Because clearly fans weren't going to go see it. No, and the worst part is, is like, I uh, when the movie came out, I had just moved up to Massachusetts. I was working at Target, and there was somebody else that was working there with me. He had the day off the movie came out, and he went to go see it. He told me, and I quote, word for word, this is what he said. There were kids that were 12 and under in there booing the movie. <laughs> oh, and my God. That is what made me not want to see it. I saw little t- tidbits, pieces in here and there when people, like, in passing on TV, like, two months later, two, three months later. It's like, all right, guys, like, come on. But that, that's, that, that was a terrible one. Another one. Another example of a movie turned bad for the Play books. Aragon. Oh, my God. I feel like I, like, blanked out that movie from my mind. No. It was just like, I feel like my mind's like, hey, I know you just saw this, but we need to start erasing this memory from your mind. It's just so boring and bland and disappointing. See, I'm pretty, like, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive I watched the movie all the way through. But I don't remember watching it. I just remember nothing. Like, I remember seeing that movie and being like, oh, yeah, that was a movie. I had wa- read the book, like, kind of recently before the movie, enough that, like, I have to say, it was a good adaptation. Like, they cut, obviously, some stuff because they have to. But, like, thinking about it, they adapted what they could, and then they somehow still made a boring movie. It's like, how do you do that? It's a movie about a kid and his dragon. Like, it's it's the never-ending story. Never-ending story. It's how like, to train what, your dragon? How to get that wrong? How to train your dragon? Is a, it's how to train your dragon? It's just outright make a lame ass movie. It makes no sense to me, and like that's, that's the other crutch too is that I've noticed that a lot of the book movies that they come from books that go to movies, if they're live action, they just seem to have like a bigger crutch for some reason. Like How to Train Your Dragon, I only just found out that that was based off of a book series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's like also pretty different. I think that's one of the things you got to do. I know I'm probably gonna be contradicting myself later. But, like, I think if you're going to adapt something, sometimes you have to, like, change a significant amount. Like, in How to Train Your Dragon, um, the, the his dragon, Toothless, is, like, the size of a kitten. It's, like, completely different. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, like, there are certain things that do, that should be changed. And you know what? That was a, That's an example of a book series turned into a movie that did well because they knew what they were doing. Oh my god, yeah. Because any like I w- I'd be totally willing to read the books at this point. I only just found out about them, so I'd have to find them and then like sit down and actually read them and be able to make a decision off of that, but everything I know about those movies and what I've seen about those movies, those movies are really good. They are. They I haven't watched the last one yet. Um but like uh man, those will make you feel feelings if you don't feel feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling feelings is a thing that most adults do, whether they like to or not. Oof. Yes. Especially, especially when that movie's involved. Yes. But that's a that's a description of another good movie that was good as an adaptation. And there's they're few and far between because you look at that and then you look at Harry Potter, then you look at Percy Jackson, you look at Aragon, then you look at like there's like 
Mortal Instruments, and then there's like a ton of other movies that come out that I don't even know are books. I mean, you gotta think like the what is it like Insurgents or whatever it was called. Yes, Hunger Games. You got. I mean, I mean, Twilight, obviously. Like you just got. It's just like oh, uh, kids and teenagers like this. We don't have to try. Let's just pump it out. Yeah. Just make it, and people will go see it regardless if it's good. Twilight was. Twilight was just a lost cause. Let me tell you, as somebody who decided to waste their time and read the first two books in order to, like, properly criticize it, um, the movies were a good adaptation of the book. Um, I'm going to admit that. I'm not going to admit that they were good movies. Um, (laughs) um, I feel like Twilight's, like, the one thing I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to diss it. It's old hat to do that, like... We yeah. all know what Twilight is. We all know what it is. Yeah, and like you know, if you enjoyed it, whatever. Like, you were probably a, a kid. Like, it's all right. But like, you have to look back and be like, man, that was the dark part. That was the dark ages. Dark. Yeah. No, as somebody who also read, I read three of those books. Three oh, of them. <laughs> and the reason why I read them in the first place is because one of my friends, she was into the book series at the time, and then she actually got cast as an extra in the movie, in the first movie. Oh, so it was like, I read them. You know, that was like a thing for me and her. We both read it and talked about it. And then, like, by the time the fourth one came out, we were grown out of that phase. And we were just kind of like, this was a mistake. <laughs> this was a very great back mistake. Back out, back out, back out. I, for the love of God, I tried. I get, like, you know when you're like, all right, I'm already this deep. Let's just go finish it. Give it the college effort. Let's do it. I gave that book about, I gave that fourth book about four pages before I stopped. I closed it, and I'm like, I'm never going to read this. And this is okay. I'm never going to read this, and that's fine. And one of my friends who also was reading it, he read it. He, I don't think he finished it, but he did read it. And I'm no, I know the reason why he ended up reading it is because he wants to be a writer too. So like mm-hmm. he just he'll yeah. he'll just read anything, good or bad. But he prefers to read good things. And he was just like, oh yeah, there was actually like an interesting vampire that shows up in the fourth book. That's what I heard. Like all the interesting stuff eventually shows up when it sort of feels like it's too little, too late. Yeah, like it's mad dumb. I was just like, you kidding me? Like, come on. Like, I, I read it, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, this is so dumb. And he told me about what the vampire was, and I was like, oh, dude, I kind of want to try it out. And then I picked the book up, and then I remembered I put it down for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'll never find out about this vampire, it's okay. Did you ever watch, um, well, what was that movie called? Like, Vampires Suck or whatever, the, like, really bad parody? Remember when they would make really bad parody movies all the time? <laughs> oh, Yeah. There were some that are bad parody movies that were good parody movies. Scary Movie was probably, like, some of the best parody movies you'd ever seen. Yep, yep. Those are so good. And then, like, the, like, three writers or two writers from those Scary Movie, like, they wrote enough jokes that they, yeah, we can consider you a writer for this film. So then they're like, oh, let's bank on that. And they went off and made, like, a hundred really bad films, epic movie date movie etc etc oh no those yeah oh i mean <laughs> i uh i'm gonna like 
meet the Spartans. I'm gonna like say that was like my childhood or like my teenage years. I all oh, all my friends after high school, you know, go see the movies whenever yeah. they came out. But man, yeah. those were rough. You want to know a movie that was terrible, but it was hilarious? What what what? Borat. I have to say, if you have to like count. All the, 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 the comedy movies that came out in, like, our lifetime that, that, like, blew your mind the most, I would probably put Borat, like, at number one. Because just that movie, I feel like, I don't know if it broke the mold or if it just, like, disintegrated it. Because I cannot believe that a movie like that existed. Existed. Like, existed was good and hilarious. Like, looking back now, I don't know if I would have actually given it a shot, but, like, I'm glad I did because it was, like, overall, like, it was a good movie, but it was, like, deep down, you knew it was terrible. Like, yeah. Like, you're just, like, the amount of stuff they got away with because they did it in the style of a documentary. And it's like, what? (laughs) The The hotel scene. The hotel scene, oh my god. Like, yeah. (laughs) I just can't. I feel like everybody on, like, on YouTube has been, like, riding on the tails of Borat, trying to, like, get famous by doing, like, public pranks and stuff. All because of that. That's where I think it came from, you know? Just, like, 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 that movie is so influential to, like, how people try to do, make their own comedy. Because, I mean, he was already famous with his TV show that I had never heard of before, Borat. But, yeah. like, like man, that, that threw that um, Sasha Baron Cohen into fame. Yes. Everyone wanted to, to get famous that way. Yes. Yes, that, that, that did throw him into fame. And it's like, you look at all of that, and you're just like, hmm, I can do stupid stuff like this. But then you got to remember, too, the reason why that movie got a real good chance at what it was doing is because Jackass was in its like low time at that point. Like Jack- I have to say, as lo- as lowbrow as Jackass is, holy crap! Is that like such great entertainment? Oh yeah, no. Everybody in that, everybody that was involved with that was great entertainers, assholes to each other, but they were great entertainers. And I'm glad at where a lot of them are in their lives right now, especially, especially uh, Steve. Steve-O? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's a whole different thing. But you go from Jackass to Borat, and then because of the quality of those movies, you notice that there was another movie that came out that was pretty much like Borat 2, but it was garbage. I don't remember the exact name of it. I remember seeing it, and then I remember like watching some of it, and I was like, this is not as good. Oh, that the, shop... the other one, the other one yeah. you made, yeah, uh, Bruno. Yes, yes, yes. It's fine. It's like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. It's just not really that funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you gotta. You look back. It's like he kind of like did it to himself. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Borat sort of is like obnoxious and like messed up as his character. You know, character is. He's kind of endearing, right? Like, yeah, he, he, it. it totally plays and you're like oh this little foreigner in our country let's take care of him let's teach him our ways or let's help him out and he like totally messes with everyone around him and it's kind of like charming he's like a he's kind of like cute <laughs> if you know the, what i mean the best way to it's put obliviousness. it obliviousness the best way to put it is that he does what we say 
whenever somebody asks us how we're doing, he quite literally was living the American dream in that movie. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> he was living the American dream in that movie, and you can't argue that. Like, you no. go back and you watch that, and you sit down and you really watch that, and you're like, America's the land of the free, where you're supposed to be able to do whatever you want. Hey, Good if or I, bad. If I, if, if, if I had the choice, I would totally put a bear in an ice cream truck. Yeah. That's my American dream. Like, First of all, like, how do you even manage to get the bear to get into the ice cream truck? Like, second of all, like, how do you drive it? Like, like, like the man did amazing things in that movie, and I'm all for it. Like, 100% milestone in life. Like, that was great. Yeah. And then you have me, because, like, I watch a lot of martial arts movies. You have your movies like Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah. Challenge, challenge soccer. Like, these movies, oh, man. Like, they take the parody and they go, all right, we're going to just parody martial arts and just, like, take that seriousness that you guys come to know and love from all the Jackie Chan, Jet Li's, Donnie Yen's. Yep. And we're just going to make fun of it and we're just going to have fun with it. We're going to crank it up to 11. We're going to make it fuck wild. Yeah, and it was great. Like, Kung Fu Hustle is probably one of the best comedy action movies I've watched in my lifetime. Hands down. I agree. I, I honestly had no idea what I was getting into when I rented it from Hollywood Video way back in the day, a video store. Oh my god, Hollywood like, Video. I didn't even know it was a comedy. I was just like, oh cool, a kung fu movie, and it's in like the new releases. This must be like a pretty good movie if it's like, you know, being shown in America. Let's 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 watch it. Me and my mom sat down, we watched two of action movies. She, we watched it, and oh my god, never been the same. That movie is a classic. If you haven't seen yes. it, everyone listening, just go see it as soon as you stop listening to this. Please. Like, it's it's worth the, like, what, hour and a half it was? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worth every moment, every single moment. Like, there there's very few movies that are like that. And there was a lot, we got a lot of them actually. I, can't, I take that back. We got a lot of them in um in the 90s, like the 90s, early 2000s. We got a lot of like quality one hit movies that just like, they just did it right. And oh, yeah. one, one of those movies that I like to say is, I, I, I might get flack for this. <laughs> All right. American Pie. The first one was great. I enjoyed it. It was hilarious. Just enough of everything they did with it was good. I Some think of the it, other ones... it set a new precedent for teen comedies. Like, it changed the game. Yeah, because then, like, right after American Pie, like, we, we get not another teen movie. Yeah, with... basically we had a hundred American Pie remakes. Like, hundred movies trying to do exactly what that did. Some of them were okay, but mostly not. Yeah, nah, nah. no. Like, that None one, of them, like... That one figured out the formula... And like fed it to us, you know. Yep. And then like uh, early to mid two thousands, I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't necessarily something that I would have um like been crazy about, but I thought it was good and it was a really good come out movie. In my opinion, was Pineapple Express. I feel like I was the only one in the world who didn't care for that. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Some of the comedy in that one I thought wasn't too bad. 
I understand why those people didn't like it. And for me, like for somebody who doesn't deal with do a lot of the stuff that the the guys in that movie do, yeah. To f- still find that some of it was still pretty funny, I was I was willing to give it some credit, you know, because yeah, it if it can make me laugh even still when I don't really care about any of that what's going on, that's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. I think when that movie came out, I was definitely not doing um, some of the things that they were doing, <laughs> and I yeah. still thought the jokes were funny. I just thought I don't know. It was just okay. It was yeah. It's you know I I think we actually the movie we have to blame for that. That's probably why we didn't like have like a better reaction to it, even though I give it a decent amount of praise, is because of Harold and Kumar. Exactly. Yeah. No. That's that's what I thought. I thought I I kind of watched it. And went, you know what? Other movies have done this better. Yeah. But... Harold and Kumar is dare I say it the reason why a lot of people suddenly wanted to eat White Castle. <laughs> I had never heard of White Castle. We don't have that here. In, uh, no, Boston. we don't. Like I no, never we don't. heard of it. I thought it was made up for the movie, honestly. For like maybe two, three years after I watched it, I still thought it was made up for the movie. <laughs> no, it was, it like was real. Movies or something. Like I yeah. didn't think it was real. <laughs> but man, I've had it once. Um, it's a thing. I wouldn't say <laughs> it was good, but it wasn't bad. It was. It exists. Yeah. No, um, that's that's about what you're supposed to get from that. It's not. It's. I love movies like that, like that, yeah. that are kind of. They're, I don't know. I wouldn't say a guilty pleasure, but just it's kind of dumb. And it just there's a joke every three seconds, and they all they all land. They're, it's all funny, and it's like such a good tone. It's like they 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 nailed it in Hailton Kumar. They man they managed to do it, and they managed to pace it very well too. Oh my god! It felt yeah. it felt like very fast pace, but it wasn't actually that fast. Yeah, like it was. It was it was a steady, nice and steady crawl, and you got character development in a movie where you technically don't really care about character yeah. development. Um, and it made it better. I don't know how much you know about old movies. I'm a big old movie buff too, but there's like a series called um, the like uh, the Road Pictures or something, and it's like it's like maybe Bob Hope and like somebody else. I'm sorry, it's like two really old actor, like old school actors and they're just like two guys and they'd go you know they'd make a movie it's called like on the road to morocco or on the road to something something bali yeah it would just be about their travels going from one point to another and like all the little adventures and like the funny things they'd get up to Eh, they're okay they're old movies um yeah it felt like hey we're going to make that but instead of two like old boring white dudes we've got (laughs) Like some two new talents you've never heard of, and they're gonna blow your fucking mind. Yes, yes. Oh. And around that time, like around the time when we got Harold and Kumar, we got Pineapple Express, and all of those, like we had just gotten used, we had just gotten finished dealing with um, what is it um, the uh, clerks. Oh yeah, uh, um, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith and them. Um, what was the name of the movie with uh? Dave Chappelle in the the smoking movie that I can't remember the name um, of. Half baked. Yes, half baked. Half baked. There was that. There was a couple. There was another one with Method Man and uh, Red Man that was also really good that I can't also can't remember the name of. Like I know a lot of these movies because I've watched them, but then like I just I just forget the I forget the names. I mean, yeah. You just sort of like in your mind, there's a if if ever all the movies are cataloged in a library. There's yeah. that one dark drawer that's just like, 
weed movies and you just throw them all in you're like yeah whatever they're all the, they're all in there and you step away in the dark corner and you're like i've seen all those <laughs> yeah and like a lot of them were good like like yeah. as as terrible as it may sound like a lot of them were really good movies like back in like back in the day like they i don't know what well, i don't know what it is i don't know what the difference is between now and back then i don't know if it's because there's more money or more technology involved but like they made better hitting movies back then and it's harder to get like a really strong hitting movie nowadays. Well, you know too. what it is? You know what it is? I, in my opinion is that um, there wasn't really, we were just entertained by anything. We were entertained by two guys going to White Castle and now you have to, if you want to get us to go to see a movie, you have to like throw us something that's so off the wall and it's really yeah. hard to do or you have to be like you know, the Incredible Hulk. You have to be Captain America. You have to be, um, I don't know, Gandalf or another Harry Potter movie or something. That's, yeah, that's all they want to put money into now. Yeah, and you know what? Like that that'll bring us to our next movie topic. But that is a very big point, and it's very unfortunate because they had all of that with all of the book movies that failed. Yep. But they messed up the transition, and now all those book movies could potentially never come back. And if they do come back, it's going to be as a TV show. I, I'm for that. I think um, I've got a lot of complaints with how Netflix makes movies and shows and stuff. Um, I think it, it's got its pros, and I think it's got its cons. But I think everyone's interests, like, who cares about the movie theater? I'll go see, like, a couple movies in theaters just because I want to see it quickly or because I want to see it because I want to see – you know, the Incredible Hulk punch a hole in a wall on a huge screen, but that's about it. Like, why yeah. else would I want to go to the movies? I can I can buy some $1 popcorn at home instead of $15 popcorn. Exactly. And, you, you know, you get situations like that, and I want to talk about those TV shows, but I do want to hit up on, like, something you said earlier about, like, the Hulks and the Captain Americas. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because we did just have Avengers Endgame. Man, what an end to an era. Like, yes. I mean, we're still going on, but that is an end to an era. And I honestly, like, it's been about, what, almost a month since the movie's come out now? Just barely? Yeah, yeah, just barely. Yeah, so, like, this is spoilers. So, if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to get spoiled, please don't listen further. Just skip forward a little bit, but. You want to like they they handed it all from Tony Stark's death to the re- to the one timeline to going back and getting seeing everything technically unfold yeah yeah from the first Avengers movie to Doctor it Strange was such like, a, like a love letter to like everything um, we've been we've been uh, experiencing for these eleven years. Yeah, and uh, stayed to the ending credits. Like there was no after credits scene, but there was like that. Um, at the very end, you could hear the sound of like metal clanging, and it was the sound effect of Tony Stark working on his first armor from the first movie. Like, yeah, it, uh, what a perfect bookend! Like, how what an emotional bookend! Yeah, man. Like everything about that movie was. It was there wasn't a lot of action. The action all just kind of happened all at once. Yeah, it I'd was say more of a... it was a little boring at the beginning. 
or that yeah, it really was. period was just like, all right, a lot of talking, but you know, all right. But then, like, it it obviously picked up, and then like you get what we got from that. You see, you get to see all of these guys finally assemble. Like, as somebody like a lot of people have been pointing out, like throughout the entire series, Captain America never said Avengers Assemble. Until yeah, that last scene. That last scene. Uh, the whole thing with Thor when uh, Captain America took the hammer, oh. he was like, "I knew it." My God, I knew it. <laughs> What an exciting! I people like stood up and screamed in the theater. Like somebody near me, like stood up and screamed when that happened. Yeah, and like that's, and not only that, there was also the whole thing with Thor himself, with him essentially just going through depression and, and yeah, depression like PTSD. and PTSD. What? A, yeah, like man, Thor has been through the ringer since his first movie. Like literally, I don't think anyone's gone through so much uh, compared to like you know like to him you know yeah Plus his mom his dad like all all of his friends all of them um they, his family his home like his home that he's lived in for thousands of years his like entire country's empire is destroyed he lost his brother like six times whatever and then like <laughs> um his like last hope his and then at the First, you know, uh, end game opens up and he loses everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, his eyeball too. He lost that. <laughs> yeah. Like he had, yes, oh. like kind of nothing. And him seeing his mom, his mom was amazing. Uh, that was she. She nailed everything on the head without actually saying the right words. Exactly. Like she said none of the right words, but yet said everything he needed to hear. I um I I applaud that they decided to 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 give Thor the the his emotional storyline with her because that was such a good scene. Um, it really was. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. I noticed this uh, like a week ago. Almost every single Marvel movie is one hundred percent about daddy issues. <laughs> it's true. I can't. I think the only movie without a dad in it is Doctor Strange. Like that's it. Like every other movie, even if it's just for one scene, someone's got to experience daddy issues. And I mean, oh my what God. is what is the main villain for the, these entire like all what twenty two films? Thanos, the biggest, strongest dad out there. Like that's literally what it is. It starts yeah. with a guy who this franchise starts with a guy who's got daddy issues, and it ends with him. Defeating the biggest baddest motherfucking dad, which is kind of funny to think about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's hilarious when you think about that because it's true. It's like you got this big dad who's like he basically kills his own daughter to achieve his dreams, and it's like what? And then you got Tony Stark, the man who had the biggest daddy issues, who also got to meet his dad. Yup, it was like some perfect closure. I don't. And and it's it's great, you know, like, oh, um, so so good, so good. So good. It is kind of funny thinking sometimes, like Thanos is the biggest baddest person out there, because I do think like I don't know, ego is pretty strong too. Thanos is like, I just want to wipe out fifty percent of people. Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy two is like, no, nah, I want to kill everyone. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, because <laughs> like you got to remember too, it's like. That's ego, and then, like, 
they're building, obviously they're building the multiverse. Yeah. Up until this point, Thanos is the only real big bad. And then like people who've read the comics, which this also ties into the book thing, ha ha ha. The comics, they know they're like, oh yeah, Thanos is like he's small shit compared to all the other people that end up trying to destroy the planet in the multiverse. Ha ha ha. And it's like, oh my god. Like you look at all this you look at all the different storylines and that, and then you look at what they did in the movies, and you're okay with it because yeah. the movies did it well. And they didn't try to do too much. I love was... the changes most for the most part. There's a few things I'm like, ah, oh, I wouldn't have done that. But for the most part yeah. in Marvel, like the changes they've done are so good. Like that's yeah. like like twenty years ago if they tried to make a movie about I don't know, Red Skull, you know, about Captain America and Red Skull probably would have sucked. Yeah. You're you were hundred percent right. Now who knows? And like hopefully DC will step in the right direction. Hopefully. Now I hopefully. just saw I just uh, a couple weeks ago finally saw Shazam and I loved it. I did not get a chance to see it. I heard it was funny. Listen, it's like it kind of it's uh it's like one hundred percent embracing the silliness and just like lightheartedness of comic books. Everything that's kind of silly, you know how like the movies now, like Guardians of the Galaxy, they'll be like really silly and stuff. And they're like, oh, we're okay with this. It's a talking tree, a talking raccoon. This movie yeah. is just like no, like no matter how wild and how silly and how childish, like this aspect of com- this comic book character is, we are one hundred percent embracing it. Enjoy, and it's like wow, like. Somebody saying, here, enjoy this treat, to me, is making me so happy. Because a lot of the DC movies are just like, hey, you know you like cake? What if it was shitty cake? Here you go. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like, that's all I'm going to say on that. Because I really don't want to talk about DC. Because that just (laughs) makes me mad. Uh, uh, Batman versus Superman still makes me mad that I sat there for a while. uh, I have seen only parts of it I honestly I, I I have been able to make it through it yeah that's that's a whole different thing but Marvel did good with their movies yep and I, I'm glad I'm ready to see what happens next I'm ready to see what DC takes uh, Robert Patterson and I'm ready to see okay. the new Spider-Man movie. I'm excited about that you know why I'm excited about Robert Pattinson why because you know we had Batfleck now we've got Battinson. Like, perfect. Yes. I'm so glad because I can't, I can't wait to call him Battinson for the rest of my life. <laughs> Alright. But to get to the last thing we wanted to talk about before um, yeah. before we lose track of time. If you can't make it into a movie, turn it into a TV series. And Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. I mean, I'll be at the ended. last... I'll be up the last few, uh, uh, the last season, uh, as some would say, the last couple seasons. I mean, like I didn't watch a lot. I didn't watch a lot of it. I only watched it when I was with my friends and everything. But I did get the gist of what was going on. Oh yeah, and I enjoyed some of it. I liked the dragons. I liked Daenerys and all that. You know, it was good. And it was fine. Up till you the know, end. you get, besides yeah, till the end. But like, but you get past that, and it's like that was a good transition of a book to a TV series. I don't you know watched... why that didn't open the door to a hundred shows just like it like i know there's probably a few but like how how is it not like i'm gonna explain that to you because there's a reason to keep your hbo uh it's like i'm gonna tell you but you 
it's hard because there's a lot of book series out there that like I read a lot of young adult stuff and there's a lot of young adult series that would do phenomenal as a TV show. Yeah. And like there's only so much there's only so much money there's a lot of time to go into it. I mean like Netflix only just finished with um a series of unfortunate events. I haven't seen it yet, but oh my god, I can't wait. I like... watched the first season and a half and oh my god, it was Great. You know what? Netflix did a great admit, job. I like the original movie. Um, I don't think it's a series that really translates to a movie, which is why I get why it kind of flopped. But I like the original movie. But man, I'm so excited to like sit down and watch this show whenever I get around to it. Dude, it, it's worth it. It was it was a good ride. I enjoyed it a lot. And then you have what else? There was a couple other really what big ones that were like kind of like overshadowed by everything else was going on. I can't say I remember any of the names because I'm terrible at this. Um, of what? Uh, of books that were ended up becoming TV shows. Um, um there was that. There was uh, there was a there was, there was at least one more that was on Netflix there was that the, I happened um, to see. The Umbrella Academy just came out, which I haven't seen yet either. Yeah, That's a comic book. Um, I feel like <sighs> Netflix and is like sort of getting ahead of the curve there like i don't it's well, think about this lord of the rings comes out and somebody goes wait we can make a something called a franchise based on books and people obsess over it and buy a special edition dvd it's like game of thrones comes out every channel should be making should find a book and then make a tv show out of that and they haven't yeah yeah which it's very unfortunate because there's a lot of there's a lot of good books out there like one the one that I just finished um, was by Cinda Williams Chima. It was the um, it is part of the Seven Realm Saga, two book series, each book series four books long, and both solid stories. I thought they would be very good for a TV show. And then she also made a five book series that was set in modern times oh. with like magic and like swords and shit like that that also would do phenomenal as a TV show but you know it's it's hard and like, I, I actually even got I even like jokingly reached out to Sendo Chima about it and she's just like it's something that I've been looking at but you know the <laughs> tale old story of it's hard and it's you gotta find the right offer oh American Gods that's ah yes that's, that's what it was yes yeah yes. and now they're doing um Good Omens which is a book that fans, since the book has come out, has been begging to be made into a movie. And instead of a movie, they're like, no, 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 no. We're fleshing this out on, uh, as a show. I'm, I'm yes. hyped for that. Yes, those, those are one of the ones that I was taught. Those are the ones that I was thinking of. And I'm really happy for those because they're all, like, going to be fleshed out. They have a lot of content. And a lot of, like, there's a lot of potential for it. Oh, another, which brings, brings us to the other thing. If I'm not mistaken, it also got a TV series? Um, the Mortal Instruments. Because it got it a had TV a movie. Series. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It was but... on Bane. Yeah. It was off of one of the side characters. I, that side character they chose, like, I, I will sit here and I will tell you, I am straight. But <laughs> that gay man, if you don't like that gay man, you don't, like, think about your life for a moment, like, he... 
That is what a flamboyant gay man is all about, <laughs> and they did it right. The actor they chose for him was amazing. I... The character was amazing. Like everything about that. Like when I was, because I read up until like the last two books. Yeah, maybe the I last book. I, I, yeah, it, I and it's not because I didn't off. like him towards the end. It was more just kind of like I'm kind of done with this for now. I maybe think I'll I come just back to it. Forgetting what was happening in, yeah. in the other books, and I was like, I don't have time to reread. <laughs> Exactly, but like that was that was another one that was done really well, and I enjoyed those. Yeah, I, heard I enjoyed the, fan, the hell fans, of those. Fans loved it, you know. Like, yeah, Bain, that that character he he was he was a great character, great character. But the last show that I did want to talk about because I didn't expect this, and for anybody who's like going to cancel the HBO, don't cancel it yet. Because if you were a fan of reading this book called The Golden Compass. Oh my god, I heard about that. Are they the making trailer, Golden Compass? I haven't seen it yet. Is, are they, they're making one, huh? They're making a TV series off of the entire book series. The entire trilogy of books. I have to say, I loved that first book. But by the time I got to the third book, man, that was hard to read. Yeah, I can imagine. Like... When I first, it was unfortunate for me, especially because when I first read the series, yeah, I didn't know it was a series. Oh, really? I only thought it was a one-off. I read it. I was in middle school, early middle school at the time. I read it. I finished it. I was like, "Oh yeah, that was good." And then, like ten, like oh, right before high school, like actually no, not middle school. I read it in elementary school actually, like yeah. early, yeah, early mid elementary. Yeah, and right around, right before the end of middle school, I found the second book, and I was like, wait, what? This is connected to that? And then I was like, I wanted to read it, but I wanted to read the first Golden Compass again, and I never found the book, and I never got around to it. But the uh, official title of this TV series, let me just pull up my notes real quick, because I wrote it down. It's called His Dark Materials. Yep. And it is based off all three of the books in the trilogy, which is great. And it's it's going to be, it, it, like, I watched the trailer because I did watch the last episode of Game of Thrones. And it came on right after that. It's an HBO exclusive. Wow. And it looked amazing. <sighs> they had the polar bear in the trailer. Did they? Yes. You know what's so great about the Golden Compass when I was a kid? What was great? It was a fantasy what? story. It's got witches, giant polar bears, adventures, secret compass things, treasures. It felt like, you know, a grand adventure. But they had all the kids had those like little animal shape shifting animals. Yeah. And you know what was out at the same time I was reading Golden Compass? Animorphs. Oh no! Well, that too. Pokemon. Oh my god, that's right. Honestly, <laughs> the all reading that book is like I want Pokemon and I want the 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 the, the creatures from the Golden Compass, the shape shifting animal buddy. That, you know, like I want I want it like you know like there's Pokemon and I love the Kiki's Delivery Service. There's the talking cat. Like I want my own animal buddy that follows me around. Oh man, that's 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 a throwback thing. I didn't even think about that, but you were correct. That is something that was big back then. That was still like, is big. It still like, is big, but like I don't know. I feel like the nineties were such a great time for like being a kid and having like a buddy. You know how many movies that came out that was about a kid who had a monkey? There was like fifty movies about that in the nineties. 
I mean, none of them will ever beat the never-ending story because he had a dragon. Oh, yeah. Nothing beats that. Yeah. But, yeah, you were right. There was a lot that were like that. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I want to wait to see the first... I want to wait to see the first episode and give my judgment off of that. And hopefully, you know, I'll have my own HBO subscription to watch it because that looked really promising. The polar bear looked great. The story looked fleshed out. It looks like they're not going to, like mess up and especially since it's already done does you you don't you you have the formula in front of you like you can the only way you mess it up is if you mess it up on purpose yeah yeah like that's 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 like the only way you can do it that and, that series is just lush with so much like fantasy so much like like just beautiful magic like just i i can't wait to see that on like my tv you know Oh, yeah. Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to point out about that series, too. Apparently, the author is also in the process of doing a prequel. A prequel to? Golden Compass. Huh. That takes place, like, sometime before the two main char- main characters start their journey. Yeah. But I don't know exact. I don't know, remember the exact details. I just remember seeing that there is a prequel in works. And I think the first book is out soon. So that is something else to look out for, too. So, there's a lot to look forward to, and before I forget about the last one, one of the ones that I'm like, I I am very afraid for, but also very hyped for, is Artemis Fowl. I, my dad works at a bookstore. My dad got the like pre, I wouldn't say pre-screening, but like the 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 the, the, the copy they send out to bookstores to like, hey, I don't know, check this out, see if you like it. He handed it to me, so it was like it, I read the copy before it came out. I had like I read like the uh, the first like three or four of those books. Man, those were great books. I cannot wait for the movie. It looks better than like you know when you read a book and the movie's in your mind. It looks yeah. better than that. I I can't wait. I'm I'm scared that they might mess it up, but like there's just too much of an upside for it because. It's such a great... The main character is such a... Artemis is such a great main character. Yeah. Like, the butler's a great side it's character. Such a, like, it's such a different... I remember reading it the first time when I was a kid, and, like, I didn't like it. I ended up, like, a month later being like, no, 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 I gotta read this again. Because it was so different from anything I'd ever read before. Yeah. And it was like it, it was. It's written well. Yep. A lot of fleshed out, wonderful characters. You had a connection with a lot of them, and it's like it was a good. Like I, it was one of the few books that me and my cousins, because me and back when I was a little younger, me and my cousins, we read a lot. Like, and, and when we got punished, it wasn't like, oh, you lost your privilege to video games and stuff like that. You also lost your privilege to read books too. Yeah, no, like, I, I don't think I had a moment. In my childhood, where I didn't have a book on me. Yeah, yeah, and like, so like one of my one of my cousins, me and one of my cousins, we were um, arguing over who was reading the book first because we were reading through all of the Artemis Fowl books at the time, and we had up to five, and we were both on four. Like, mind you, we had just started rereading all of them this that summer at the beginning of that summer, and we were already on the fourth one. We we're probably just about only halfway through summer, so we were both going to finish it easy. 
got into an argument. My aunt called us both into the room. She took the book from us, <laughs> threw it away, looked at us and said, get out of the room. Uh, and we were just like, we were so mad. <laughs> like, it was a bad day, let me tell you. But the, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really hoping it gets done well. I'm really hoping that the next few book movies, the books, anything book related that we're getting with his dark, his mortal instruments and everything like that. I just messed up the whole name. <laughs> I, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> but all of that, I'm really hoping it goes because it will potentially revamp opportunities for other book series to yeah. become I, the like, live. The like really bad like Insurgents, Maze Runner, all that stuff that came out. And just sort of flooded the market and made everyone go, wow, these are bland and boring and dumb. It killed it. It killed it. And I just want, hey, let's just put these lush, beautiful, like really good books into into TV shows and movies. Let's kickstart this again. Let's give this a second shot. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, like that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about today. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Any shout outs? Uh, uh, shout out to a, a, a movie I saw like a couple months ago that I was sleeping on forever based on a book, Stardust. Oh, my God, that movie is great. If you haven't seen it, I saw it on Netflix. It's got like an all star cast of like a lot of people you probably haven't heard of and a lot of people you have. Robert De Niro is like a gay pirate in it. Um, the main <sighs> character is Daredevil before he was... Um, the guy who played Matt Murdock on the Netflix before he was famous. Um, oh, okay. It's Neil Gaiman book, and it's a gorgeous film. It's so like fantasy. It's awesome. Go check it out. All right, that sounds good. I will actually have to check that out myself. Uh, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, on social media, I've got Twitter, which I mostly just use to shit post. So, the, I mean, that's everybody likes a good shit post. <laughs> But um, I'm at Willanoid, which is a weird uh, Twitter handle, but uh, W-I-L-L-A-N-O-I-D. Um, eventually, I'll be actually putting out podcasts myself uh, soon. Ooh. Is what I keep saying, soon. But uh, I've soon, got, I've got a says. superhero one I'm, I'm making, um, which doesn't have a name yet. And I have a Star Trek one that I'm about to put out soon called The Red Shirt Roundtable. So... Um, if you're listening to this a little bit later, then that means I probably put it out and you can go look it up now. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. All right. That's another episode of Joe's Compendium done. Whoops. And I will see you guys soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Thanks for coming on. All right. Bye.